he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy that you're here. Yes, so come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. So the Golden Bachelor has been announced. His name is Gary. It looks like Jerry, but it's not. It's Gary Turner, age 71. So at first they teased like who it was going to be. And we just saw a guy from behind Mm -hmm. that looked blonde and very bronze. And people were questioning. People thought it was a famous guy. Who did you think when you saw the, the teaser? I thought, I mean, famous, I feel like is maybe a stretch for what I thought. But I thought it was at least going to be someone from the Bachelor Nation universe that we knew of, whether it was like a contestant's parent or grandparent, shout out Gabby's grandpa, or like even like an OG contestant or former like Bachelor from 15 years ago who's now randomly old. Because... Otherwise, I'm like, why? Randomly old. <laughs> Just randomly, by per chance, got old. Because otherwise, I'm like, why the big reveal, guys? Like, I don't know. I'm sure Gary's great, but I know nothing about him. Like, I don't need to be like, ooh, oh my God, it's who is it? It's Gary. Yay. It's, it's, it's like when I'm talking in the recaps, like, oh, Dave. Like, who the fuck is Dave? Who the fuck is Gary? I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I will say Bachelor Nation is pleasantly pleased with the reveal. He is yeah. a sweet as pie, 71 year old grandfather who's a widow. But now that you actually brought up like someone connected to the franchise, mm-hmm. I remember now that we crept on in the past that Tyler Cameron yeah. said he wanted his dad. And while Gary, I'm like, I'm team Gary. Just mm-hmm. going to put that out there. But like, Again, missed opportunity for ABC to capitalize on Tyler Cameron. I know, because then Tyler could come in and do little cameos. I will say, though, like, Gary, low-key, I don't know if I can, like, say this or not, but, like, Gary's hot. And he's... Oh, he's a he's a dilf. He's he, a gilf. Right. And so I feel like maybe it was more difficult, like, no offense to Tyler's dad, but I don't think Tyler's dad is, like, more of a gilf. So I feel like maybe it was difficult to find someone connected to the franchise that equally is like, oh, shit. You're hot. I actually don't think for the Golden Bachelor they need to be necessarily hot though. Like oh, I, think I think they if do. It's a sweet old, if it's a sweet old man, like what if it's like a little old man in a walker? You'd be like, oh, he's not hot. No, you want him to find love. But he wouldn't be hot to me. But yeah, I want to get to the promo. The promo says he's old in so many creative ways. So I want to play it for you guys if you haven't heard it yet. I liked it. He posts his thirst traps in a leather-bound album. His DMs have postage. He gets the early bird special anytime he wants. If you call him, he'll answer the phone. He doesn't have gray hair. He has wisdom highlights. Florida wants to retire and move to him. He's Gary. And I'm your first Golden Bachelor. And I'm Gary. Like, what a sweet little angel. I love him. Missed opportunity that I was not hired to come up with all of the puns Mm. that prove that, that he's old. I want to come up with some. Okay. When he hears TikTok, he's thinking of a clock. He's not sliding in DMs. He's sliding into bed. Oh, I didn't realize that you wrote those. I thought those were also from the those. promo. Wow. Okay, look at you, little copywriter. Oh, no, I am like, I am the pun queen. I, I am a copywriter. I know. And I really wish they would have 
reached out to me because I could have helped. Is there any other ways? Um, like, like he was probably like a, a normal age when like big historical things happened. <laughs> yeah. Something that we were talking about at work the other day, because now that Gen Z is like in the office, like there are kids in my office that were like born in 2002 that don't know it's that insane. 9-11 happened. Well, they know it happened, but like they weren't alive, which is just so crazy. So, but like in Gary's case, he's like, he was alive in... Pearl Harbor or something like way back in the day. I don't know. I used to work with people that never saw Home Alone. And I was mm, like, that's that is crazy. Like, that's crazy. It's so weird. The generational differences in age. But yeah, well, speaking of that. So Gary has an Instagram, mm -hmm. which I believe was created by ABC because it's his Instagram is. The handle is literally Golden Gary Turner. Right. Yeah. So this account was created for the promotion yeah. of the show but it is gary apparently i want to point out so yesterday when i looked at his account i'm following it now he was following two people and he was following bachelor abc mm -hmm. and serena pitt huh and i was like that's fucking weird yeah that now is. he's following 10 people no longer following Serena Pitt. So I don't know what beef he has with Serena Pitt or if he like accidentally followed her because like he maybe because he was looking at Instagram. other bachelor people and then accidentally hit follow. Yeah. So now who he's following, this is definitely like an intern went in and is like, okay, Gary, no, you're following the wrong people. Right, right. He's now following Bachelor in Paradise, Charity Lawson, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Jesse Palmer, and then uh, Zach Shawcross, ABC Network, Golden ABC, and then. Major League Pickleball. Love that for him. And USA Pickleball. So the only non-Bachelor <laughs> accounts he's following are Pickleball accounts. Okay, honestly, Pickleball is not just for old people. Like, I feel like Pickleball is having a moment in the zeitgeist. Everyone's playing Pickleball. Young, old, children, and grandparents alone. They'll probably do a Pickleball group date. I hope so. I hope they do. I would love to watch that more than, like, the Girl Scouts in the wilderness. Um, yeah, I am really excited for this season because even just seeing this and the fact that like Gary did not have an Instagram before he became the Golden Bachelor, I think we're actually going to see someone genuinely just like not maybe not even necessarily looking to find love, but like someone genuinely open to like a new experience and taking it all in and people who are a lot more authentic and not there for all the clout which I'm here for. I think it could be a really interesting season. I'm more excited than I have been in a really long time with mm -hmm. this franchise. And I feel like they should have done this years ago. Yeah. I think everyone's like collectively excited because we're finally going to see like authenticity mm -hmm. and someone that maybe isn't like, you're right, doing something for clout. So I'm here for it. I'm just here for a change. Yeah. I'm so sick of the formula. So also too, I really want, I nominated my mom back in the day when they were casting for this. And at first I was like, oh, she's too young, but now she's not too young for Gary because Gary's hot. So I hope she gets cast. Um, you want to subject your mom to this? <laughs> I just think it would be nice for her to go. No, it would be great. I feel the same there. way about my mom, but I, I know I, God, if like, People were talking about my mom on Twitter. I literally would die. True. But what if our moms went on together? They would have each other for support. And if they like were like the, but what if on the off chance they're like the standout beloved one that everyone like roots for, like Joey this mm -hmm. season, who can do no wrong. If that's your mom, that would be, then that's fine. Right. But if your mom gets a bad edit, then you're going to have to pull her off the show. 
So true. It'll be the scandal. It'll be like, what's your mom's name? Gina. Do you mind if I, we talk about it? No, you can talk about it. Well, I, I mean, was just going to listen like, to this anyway. So, like, oh, <laughs> hey, Gina. She's going to, it's going to be night one, and they're going to be like, Gina's daughter is Jackie from She's All I Batch, know. and that's going to be the drama. And that'll be her lower third, like, home. mother of She's All Batch podcast host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- it writes itself. There's endless hey, potential for drama there. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of The Golden Bachelor, Mm -hmm. so Ashley I took it upon herself to post a change.org petition to make FOTSPA the host of The Golden Bachelor. I have so many thoughts about this. Actually, let me read why what this petition actually says. So it says, Ben Higgins as The Golden Bachelor host. Ben Higgins is one of the franchise's most beloved figures. For almost a decade, he's been regarded as a gentleman and a sweetheart with wholesome values and an old soul. It only makes sense that he hosts the upcoming franchise spinoff of The Golden Bachelor, which will feature a senior lead. It is his dream to help navigate this man in his journey to find love later in life. Ben easily connects with people of all ages. He'll be able to create a bridge between the franchise's younger audience and an older cast. There's few people that would be able to do it with the charm, warmth, and understanding that Ben will bring. If you think Ben Higgins would be a terrific host of The Golden Bachelor, please sign this petition to get Bachelor franchise producers to consider it. Love you, Ben. (laughs) Yeah, love Ben. And I think he would be a great host. But one, isn't change.org, like, for real issues, like, charities and, like, things that, like, need to be changed? No offense, I don't think that this, like, makes the cut of something that should be qualified on Change.org. Well, clearly you can make a petition for anything. No, I know, but so. I thought Change.org was, like, for, like, like real, like, we, real change. Like, we need to really, like, save the buffaloes for something and, and the, the uh, yeah, like, they're building a building in our park and we need to fix it or I don't know like things that are like really need to be changed um so I don't know if this qualifies also too like I think it's too late Ben like the show is already like underway I think Jesse Palmer's just got the gig I don't that's the part that I'm confused about like would Ben be a great host Mm -hmm. of the Golden Bachelor sure is he an old soul and a known as a gentleman and a sweetheart sure but this role has been filled right it's no longer like that Bachelor in Paradise season where literally every single week there was a new host with, like, Lance mm-hmm. Bass and people. That's no longer the case. We have a host. For people to think that, like, the Golden Bachelor is different and Jesse's just not going to host it is confusing to me, number one. And number two, please sign this petition so producers will consider it. Don't you know the producer? I think maybe Ashley's thing is, like, if it got a significant, like, if a million people signed this, maybe then Ashley would go to production and be like, hey, look, you want ratings? Like, a million people want to see this. So, like, maybe consider it. So, I think maybe that's the need for the petition. But the fact that, like, their goal right now is only to get up to 5,000. And I don't think that's really going to move the needle for, like, primetime ratings. No, so, I think the goal changes with every goal hit. Okay, so well, like, they haven't uh, hit 5,000 yet then. Right. Well, no, I know. But when I first saw this petition, it had, like, 200 mm-hmm. signatures. And the next goal was 300. So that oh. the goal, the goal post moves when you hit goals. So at once it hits 5,000, it'll say next goal, like 10,000 or something. Wow. It does say 2,000 people signed just today because this has only been started two days ago. So I'm like, do you think they could get to a million? I don't know. What's the magic number that ABC would be like, okay, we need to change everything, at least in the hundred thousands. 
It's just, it's odd to me to start a petition when you have, like, the direct contact. Right, but I think this is, like, to support the direct contact. Like, look at all these people who want this. So, we'll see. If you feel that Ben should be hosting the show, you know where to find it. Go sign the petition. Change.org. Sign the petition. Maybe I'll sign it today just to add a little number to support our FOTSPA. Yeah, we're all about supporting him. I just don't know if this is the route we should be taking. Yeah. I also think it would be stupid of ABC to then switch their host again, because I think ABC wants, with the change up with Chris Harrison and then mm-hmm. Caitlin and Tasha and then all the people in Paradise that hosted, I feel like they want some type of, like, consistency throughout the franchise. And to yeah. then change up the host for Golden, it's like... I agree. So are you a part of this franchise group or are you not? So I, as much as I would want Ben as the host, I don't think they should they should do it. But if you want Ben as the host, go sign this petition. Go for it. See? We can report on that news while still defending our friend. Of course. All right, moving on. So Joe and Serena actually went on our friend Sarah Heron's podcast, Us Weekly is Here for the Right Reasons. And she asked them, because now they're hosting Bachelor Happy Hour, she asked them the status of their friendship with Becca Kufrin and Thomas Jacobs, because Becca is no longer hosting. And this is what they had to say. There's obviously a lot of online chatter surrounding Becca and Michelle no longer doing the show. Have you guys spoken to them? Are you friendly with them? Did you have any reaction to any of that? Yeah, so um, when when we were offered happy hour, I were friends with Becca. Like, Becca and Thomas are invited to our wedding. So I had called Becca and just kind of let her know. I, I think she had heard, and she honestly, she said... Um, nothing but nice things um, and we get along and I was just kind of like this is the situation and then she was happy for me and happy for Serena and I'm gonna continue the clip but did you notice that he said I called her and let her know and I think she had heard so like it feels still to me that like this was all done behind Becca's back like this wasn't like a discussion with Becca first then they went to Joe and Serena I almost feel like discussions with Joe and Serena were maybe happening before they officially gave Becca the boot I agree especially I think the wording of he let her know as opposed to like we discussed it or like I asked her it was like no it's like I'm doing this whether you're happy about it or not so you might as well just like be happy right also what a full circle moment Becca sent Joe home night one. I know. And the tables have turned. And now he's like, I stole your gig. Oh, my God. All right, the clip continues. I know Thomas um, expressed his um, feelings online, and he actually called us as well. And we're, you know, we're on great terms with them. So no no issue. Yeah. Yeah, I had the pleasure of working with Becca on Happy Hour for a season, and she was an amazing host. Um and did great things with happy hour and professionally i'm excited to see what she does next personally our relationship is great i've spoken with her over text as well um and michelle also reached out and just said congratulations um i know she texted me personally and commented on the the happy hour post so it's all good um with our relationship with them and we know we know we have big shoes to fill to me, this doesn't really prove anything. It just feels like a media-trained answer. I think even if there were was bad blood, they wouldn't say it. So to me, I'm just kind of like... Funny that you said media-trained because the first thing I thought was, well, two things. One, she she's either a very polite and polished girl to start by saying, I had the pleasure of working with Becca. I was like, wow, that's really sweet. Or you're very media trained because that's a really good way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're complimenting Becca and right. not taking away from the fact that she hosted it for so long. It, it could be what she really feels, though. I don't know. 
I don't know Serena personally. I know them personally because I met them one time at that event. They do oh, seem right. like really nice people. I actually did think it was very kind. Like me and my friend went out of our way to talk to them and say hi. And they were very sweet, very gracious. So I do think there is like a genuine niceness there. I just think that if there was any real animosity, they wouldn't say it. So we don't really know whether that's... Right, like, what are they going to say on Us Weekly's podcast? Actually, Thomas is a dick, and he wrote mm-hmm. me this message and was really nasty about it. I right, mean, exactly. You're right. But interesting to be asked that question and hear what they have to say. Totally. So, go off, Sarah Heron. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay. Okay, moving on. So, Sean Booth, in the booth, drops a bombshell. He teased that he had a big announcement, and it turns out that announcement is that he is going to be a dad. I feel like big announcements on podcasts rarely live up to the hype, but this one lived mm. up to the hype. Right. And fun fact, guys, we interviewed Sean last mm. week. That interview is dropping on the 27th, and it is fucking juicy. So, so, so good. If I do say so myself, I think it's a very good mm-hmm. interview. We ask him about, like, his dating life and stuff, and he's like, oh, you're going to have to tune into the podcast. Like, I have a big reveal And turns out that's what this reveal is. I don't know what's up with, like, people always doing this, though. Like, dropping bombs after we talk to them. But why couldn't he have made this announcement on in our interview? Like, that would have been nice. Well, you know, he he needs the downloads for himself on his own podcast, which I understand. It's a new show. He needs to build his audience. I mean, if I was pregnant, I wouldn't go on, like, clickbait and be like... Guys, I have an announcement. I would be so mad if you did. Be like, no, we have to say it on our podcast. Well, good Um, thing this clickbait's not even a podcast anymore, so. Phew. Otherwise, he would have gone on there. (laughs) Do you want to play the clip first? So this is what he said in the actual episode. The mother is somebody who I've been close with for years. And um, we've had a relationship and we've dated on and off a little bit. This just isn't some random girl I met at Honky Tonk Central. This is a big surprise for the both of us. Okay. I mean, open and honest, it, this wasn't something that was planned, um, but it will be and is the most beautiful surprise I've ever had in my life. And it's going to be um, very special. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I do think it's interesting that he said, like, they have dated in the past, meaning, like, they're not currently dating. So was this just, like, um, a Friends with Benefits one-night stand gone Maybe. awry? Perhaps. I, I do think I appreciate um, his honesty, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate him saying this was not planned, this was not something that they were expecting to happen, that this was someone that he's dated in the past but isn't necessarily dating currently. I like that honesty better than him implying that, I don't know. Totally. And I think a lot of people, too, and obviously, like, every situation's different and it's unique for everyone, but I think a lot of people in that situation would maybe be like, oh, well, now we, like have to get married and we have to be together to be with this kid. And I think it's actually a really healthy approach to be like, look, we care a lot about each other. We do have a past, but we're both going to like lovingly raise this child and not force something that maybe might not be the best situation. Because I think you can be great co-parents, like as long as you love and respect each other in a way, I think it could be a better situation for the child. Yeah. Maybe they will get back together after this situation, like maybe brings them back together. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But he's been really private about his relationships. So very interesting that this is coming out of left field. Totally. 
Well, I, I'm shocked to hear it, especially because we had just talked to him and he kind of made it seem like his big announcement was going to be about his like relationship status and yeah. like dating. I thought he was going to announce like, and I have a girlfriend now. I never thought in a million years he'd be like, oh, and I'm having a child. But it's he seems to be like really excited and having a good attitude about it. I think it's great. Yeah, no, it's really sweet. He yeah. seems to be very excited. I think he's going to be an amazing dad. So congrats, Sean. Now he's a, a friend of the show, so I feel like it's like my personal friend sharing the news. So congrats, Sean. Definitely stay tuned for the July 27th episode, though. You're not going to want to miss what yeah. he has to say. It's so good. Okay, moving on. You guys are not going to believe this. <laughs> so... I am just scrolling Instagram the other day, and you won't believe who popped into my DMs. Who? You won't believe it. My favorite person in the entire world. Um. Claire motherfucking Crawley. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is the queen messaging me? Turns out she knows about She's All Batch podcast. So it seems as though either Claire heard the podcast with Noah Herb from the other week, or she saw one of the video clips I made to promote the podcast. I think it's probably, I mean, I don't know. She didn't tell me which one, but she wrote me, should I play what Noah said first and then tell you what Claire's response was to it? So just to remind you guys, uh, this is what the clip said that I think Claire is referring to. You showed up with the intention of being on Claire's season, but then what did they say to you? Just kidding. You're you're not going on right now. You're going to sit in this hotel. Like, what did you think was happening there? What I remember was them being like, hey, are you willing to possibly wait with the chance of things turning out differently? Like, they're really vague. Or mm -hmm. you go on now, uh, there's 30 other guys. You're the youngest one. We won't get to view your story. I was like, sure. I mean, if that's the gamble is me versus 30 guys and I can't even talk to Claire, I was like, I'd rather just. But it's like the they were planning for her to leave, though. If they're telling you that, I don't off know the if bat, they were planning, but I think they know her. So no, no, they were planning they on know, her to leave. And they know Dale. Like there had to have been something else, but it was, mm. hey, there's a gamble. So <laughs> why I was would they only... think there's a gamble? I stand by that. Why yeah. would they think there's a gamble? There's no gamble. If you have your lead locked in, there's no gamble. I agree. So. Claire DMs me. This is Saturday, 11.47 a.m. My life changed. She wrote, congratulations for being one of the only ones finally putting the pieces together of truth, implying that that clip, what we're saying, that they set her up to fail, is true. I wrote back, girl, I've seen it from a mile away. You have to know how much we've sung your praises on the podcast. We are your biggest supporters. If you ever want to come on and spill the tea, you have an open invitation. Also, congrats on the amazing baby news. She said, thank you. And oh my God, the stories I could tell. We talk a little bit more and she said that she'd love to come on and that she wants to keep in touch and that it means a lot that we've been so supportive of her. So she said she wanted to come on, but didn't set a date? Well, she's has like the she has stuff going on. And I understand if she can't drop everything she's doing and come on right away. Mm -hmm. I do think it's really cool that she wrote and said that though. And I yeah. feel like no one's asking those questions. And everyone assumes that like the edit that Claire got, that she's just this like crazy, hopeless romantic. And of course she's gonna leave the season with Dale. I don't know. I'm not fully buying that. Like, yes, she did leave and like that was something she was willing to do, but I don't know of any other season that has a second lead on standby. Right. Just in case. And we know from the Noah interview that producers told him, you want to hang out on the side because something may happen. Why did they, why would you plan for that? Right. Why wouldn't he just go night one? Right. 
That's a crazy thing to say to someone. I got Claire's permission to share mm-hmm. that she said this because I didn't want to just yeah, share this without her knowing. So, yeah, guys, Claire knows who we are. Claire is backing up the fact that there was some shady shit going on during her season. And she's all batch uncovered that. So you're welcome. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to talk to her. It's going to happen soon. I know. There's a good chance we can make this happen in 2023, I think. I agree. I'm like, what year is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Also, in our Bachelor Blinds Patreon episode, we talk about a blind item that says that Madison Pruitt was also, like, potentially another person, like, besides Tasha. Yeah. She was someone that could have potentially been on the sidelines. And we go into all the shadiness of Claire's season in that Bachelor Blinds Patreon episode. So a lot of you guys have subscribed and are checking out this episode and really liking it. So if you haven't checked it out yet, now knowing that Claire is backing up what we're saying, definitely go to patreon.com slash she's all batch and check out it's bachelor blinds part two Mm -hmm. we go into like some shady shit going on during claire's season so yeah check it out it's a fun wasn't also hannah ann rumored to be there like someone saw a blurry picture of her in a golf cart and they were like no it's a producer no it's hannah ann i believe it was hannah ann i i choose to believe it was miss hannah ann i still have no clue i like fellas i totally slept on that scandal i don't know what like was happening. I think I just had a baby. Yeah. Because I had my son in March, 2020 Mm -hmm. and that's right when Peter's season was ending. Yeah. So then there was like the story of like Hannah or someone on a golf cart. And then like Katie Thurston said something about it. There's like all this thing, but I've never, I didn't follow it in real time. So I don't actually know the details. I mean, that's pretty much it. It was never confirmed or anything. And some people were saying, no, it's just a producer that kind of looks like her. I don't know. I'm not buying it, but One day we'll have Hannah Ann on and we'll find out. True. Well, moving on. So we want to take a minute and tell you guys about Belissi pillowcases because I've been obsessed with mine. I honestly did not know that just changing my pillowcase could make such a difference in my life. And you guys know I run hot when I sleep. I've talked about my sleeping issues on this podcast so much. And I'm also like really into skincare and have always been looking for like new skincare routines. And Blissey checks both of those boxes for me. Blissey's silk pillowcases are temperature regulating and they have naturally insulating properties. So if you sweat and overheat while you sleep like I do, Blissey is definitely something you guys should check out. It stays cool throughout the night. It's also so good for your hair because it reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents hair breakage. It keeps the moisture in your hair and keeps your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin because the silk doesn't absorb the moisture off of your face, which is amazing. So you can say goodbye to wrinkles, dry, flaky, and red skin in the morning and wake up with healthier hair. Who doesn't want all of those things? Wait, I didn't know that's why silk pillowcases from Blissey actually make your skin better. It's mm-hmm. because the moisture stays in your skin. And the products you put on too are not like getting absorbed by the cloth of your um, mm. pillowcase like normal. So Blissey pillowcases are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic. And unlike other silk pillowcases, these are the highest quality silk and are machine washable, durable, and they have a zipper to hold your pillow in place. Game changer. And they make great gifts um, because they're a good option for literally anyone. Like, who would, wouldn't want a silk pillowcase? Like, no one's returning that if they get that as a random gift. 
I know, I really wanna get one for my husband. I feel like men would love this too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans and you could be another one. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash she's all batch. You guys can get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash she's all batch. And when you use code she's all batch, you get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with blissy. Speaking of sleeping, mm -hmm. something that we've been taking to help us fall asleep more these days are Lumi CBD microdose gummies. I've been traveling a lot this summer and something that I've now been making sure I pack in my carry-on as well is microdose gummies. I was always the girl who literally was not capable of sleeping on planes. I mean, I can't even sleep in a bed, so how am I supposed to sleep on a plane? So red eyes, if I were taking those, they would literally wreck me for days after I landed because I wasn't sleeping throughout the entire night. But now that I've been taking microdose gummies for traveling, I just feel like it's made traveling so much easier. I sink a little bit deeper in my chair, I'm more relaxed, and I'm comfortable in an upright seat, and I'm actually landing refreshed after getting legitimate sleep on the plane, which is totally a game changer. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code She's All Batch to get free shipping plus 30% off your first order. And we've told you guys before, that's like $25 off an entire jar of these things that will last you a long time. So go check out microdose.com and use code She's All Batch. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com with code She's all batch. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air, and I think it's a good time. Yeah, I think it's a good time, too. First one. I have listened to your podcast since the beginning, and I love it. Ah, thank Thanks. you. I actually can't believe I forgot about this until just the other day, but I stalked Carly to the bathroom at a resort just a few days after they got married. Carly and Evan. My husband and I stayed at the Vedanta Resort in Nuevo Vallarta. Am I pronouncing all this correctly? Who knows? Which is where they used to do all the paradise dates. I used to always point out all the familiar spots to whoever I was with. And it's where Carly and Evan got married in 2017. I knew they were getting married at the same time because I followed a lot of bachelor personalities on Instagram, but never thought we would actually see any of them as it's a huge resort with four or five different hotels. And we're definitely not on the same level of luxury as them. One night on our way to dinner, we walked past them on the boardwalk. They were off to the side talking together, and as we passed, I knew I recognized them. But it wasn't until we passed them that I realized who they were. I grabbed my husband and pulled him to the side and told him what was going on. I watched them for a minute and saw Carly head towards a nearby bathroom, and I went in after her. <laughs> but when I got in the bathroom, all the stalls were empty, and she was nowhere to be found. Where was she? <gasps> At the time I came back out of the bathroom, Evan was gone too. I really don't know why I tried to follow her. I'm not the kind of person who would normally say anything to a famous person, so I doubt I would have said anything even if she wasn't there. Anyway, this ended up being longer than I intended and maybe not all that interesting, but it's my only batch encounter and I wanted to share. Love the podcast. You ladies are killing it. <laughs> Wait, where was she? I was going to say, I think it's very interesting that she went into the bathroom and disappeared. I feel like we need to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> You know that sound is now trending on TikTok? And I'm like, we fucking brought that sound back to life. So true. We did. But truly, where did she go? It's like a, a disappearing thing, especially when you're on vacation. Like, that's scary. Like, where'd she go? Well, if you saw her only walk in. Right. There's no, like, other door to get out. Like, there's only. Right. Well, it could have been, like, Harry Potter-esque where they, like, flush down the toilets to go to the Ministry of Magic. Maybe is she there, was like, there. A VIP, is she in, like, a VIP stall because she was 
low-key famous at the time. <laughs> but don't you think if she, if you followed her into the bathroom, you would see the path to the VIP stall, right? Right. Unless, there would be like a red carpet. What if she was in the stall, but like hiding? She, <laughs> oh, like like standing on the toilet? Yeah. For two reasons. One, because she saw you follow her in and she was like, oh no, paparazzi can't be seen, was hiding. Or <laughs> maybe she like did number two and was like, it's so embarrassing if someone sees that I'm in here. So then she just stood on the toilet until you left and then was like, okay, it's safe to come out. Right? That's probably what it was. But like, we need to know. So submitter of this Bachelor Encounter, tell us when you went in, how did you not see her? Like, was there a stall closed and you just didn't see feet underneath or were all the stalls open? If all the stalls are open, then that theory is debunked. If there was a stall closed, yeah. She must be in the Chamber of Secrets. That's the only explanation. Yeah, that's the only explanation. And then she came out and Evan was gone too. Like, did he know that Carly was going to like teleport to another location and he just teleported as well? He also knew of the secret entrance in the bathroom, so he took Mm. it as well. Such a wild mystery and we'll never know the answer to this supernatural event. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, I'll tell you that. Same. I'm too worried to go into the bathroom. I'm like, anything can happen in there. Have you, have you ever, like, had something weird happen when you're in, like, a public bathroom and someone walks in? Not a disappearing act. I've never <laughs> disappeared in a bathroom. What's the um, craziest thing that's ever happened to you in a public bathroom? In a public bathroom? I feel like someone, like, once poked my foot and they thought I was someone else. Like, oh. someone in the next stall... Like, <laughs> poked my foot. With what? Like, their With own With their foot? finger. Oh, that's so <laughs> creepy and weird. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, like, what were you doing? Even if that was your friend, why did you need to poke their foot? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or, like, has anyone ever asked you for toilet paper oh, in the course. next stall? Yeah. And like, but then, like, how much do you give? Are you, like, a shitty toilet person giver or do you give no, a good amount? No, I give a nice, good, generous chunk. Like, I don't want to <laughs> slight people. And also, it's not my toilet paper. I don't care. I, you can have all of it. Right. That's true. I've also been on but the some, receiving end of the toilet paper, too. I'm not afraid to ask if I need in my stall. But when you ask, maybe that's why they poked my foot, though. Because they needed toilet and they paper? Did, and then they, they just po- didn't have the balls to They had the balls to poke your foot, but they didn't have the balls to be like, excuse me, ma'am, can you just pass me some toilet paper? Yeah. It's shit like this why people are disappearing in bathrooms nowadays. So true. You really have to be careful in there. Mm -hmm. Haunted. Did you ever as a kid do like Bloody Mary and think you would like see her in the mirror? Not in a public one. Oh. That's just asking for trouble. You did it? You did it in a public one? Yeah, but I didn't see her. I never really saw her, you know? I think, Guys, I think Bloody Mary is just a myth. Oh my God, Jackie, (laughs) don't even put that out in the universe. You know that I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I won't even look in the mirror. Like, I'm petrified of looking in the mirror at Why? Because you think you're going to see Bloody Mary? Gonna, someone's going to be in there. I actually get scared about the shower curtain when I go to the bathroom, like, in my own home at night. I'm like, I can't open the shower curtain because someone's definitely in there yeah. hiding. Or, like, if you're, like coming up from like a basement at night as a kid you sprinted mm-hmm. up the basement because like there always is going to be like some crazy person that grabs you and brings you back down of course. obviously <laughs> yeah obviously in every basement there's a crazy person <laughs> <laughs> just like there's a crazy person behind every shower curtain but only at night yes but i think the mirror is fair game 
You'll look and just see your beautiful reflection. No, I won't. I'm always afraid that I'm going to see like something glowing behind me Mm. and I just don't want to see it. So if I don't look, I can't be affected. Right. So true. All right. Next one. Andy and Josh. Ooh. I saw Andy and Josh when they were in their prime. They were the most beloved couple and super cheesy on Instagram. Josh was always naming Andy as his woman crush Wednesday. And Andy was always naming Josh as his as her man crush Monday. Do you remember that shit? Man Crush Monday, Woman Crush oh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you like meant, you would, like, just specifically for Andy and Josh. No, but in general, yes, I remember when people would do that. Like, why? I know, it's so fucking weird. I asked for a pic, and they said, sure. While taking the pic, I was asking about wedding planning, and Andy was like, yeah, we need to get on that. And Josh said something about being excited to eat cake. They didn't last very long after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Where was this? They didn't say. She just said, I saw them when they were in their prime. So I guess like at the height of their popularity. I remember this in real time, though. Like, they were so over the top on social media. And I remember in Andy's book, specifically calling out the Man Crush Monday, that when she didn't post him Mm -hmm. as Man Crush Monday, he would, like, text her and ask her why she didn't. So she would do it out of, like, obligation. Well, remember, like, you know how they always say, like, the longer the Instagram caption, like, the worse the couple. Like, when someone writes, like, four paragraphs of, like, we've been through our ups and downs and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, well, that means you guys are not in a good place. I think it can also be applied to, like, the amount of times you post Man Crush Monday is equivalent to how bad your relationship is. Also, we get it. Right, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's like you're overcompensating. Like you're trying to prove something and it's like, who are you proving this to? Like, we get it. He is your man crush Monday every Monday. You Mm -hmm. don't need to tell us. You don't need to post it every single Monday. That's crazy. To respond about a wedding planning question and say that you're excited to eat cake. Like, tell me you haven't looked into wedding planning without telling me you haven't looked. So true. The cake is literally the least important last thing that you do. No offense to like cake bakers. It's important in general. My friend is like a professional cake baker. I'm like, no offense, Dan, but no, no, I'm not saying it's okay. It's not not important, but when you're wedding planning, it's not even on the top ten things you're thinking of first. It's Mm -hmm. one of the most important final things you do. Yeah, but I think first is like location, date, guest list, uh, figuring out the price per head. Like, there's so many things you have to think about before thinking about. Cake. And he's talking about eating cake. Right. So that's like taste testing. That's literally like, I don't know, way down the weeks line. before the date. Yeah. So that means that I feel like they didn't look into it at all. Totally. This doesn't really surprise me, but it is sometimes nice to just get clarification about what was really going on in these relationships. I'll never forget that Josh posted a photo of him and Amanda on Twitter mm-hmm. and captioned it, happy, 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 and they literally broke up the next day. Oh my God. Like, he was trying to, like, diffuse the rumors. Tell me you're and... not happy without telling me you're not happy by saying happy, <laughs> Well, I think happy, that he, happy, was trying to, he was trying to say, like, guys, we're happy. Like, stop saying it. Right. All right. Well, moving on. As some of you guys know, I was seeing Taylor Swift this past weekend, um, but I was in Colorado with some friends that I don't see as often as I would like. And I was telling my one friend, um, she was asking me like about the podcast and what sponsors we have. And I had mentioned Hexclad and she was like, oh my God, my husband, Adam, like you work with Hexclad? What the heck? He's been wanting to get like the big wok pan from Hexclad. And I was like, well, that's very convenient. Like use our code. She's all batch and you can save 10% (laughs) on this wok. Do people normally make chili in the wok? Because I made chili in the wok. In the wok? 
Yeah, well, because it's like really rounded and it's very spacious. I mean, I I guess that that makes sense. That would work. Um, I feel like you make chili in a pot. I've been using my hex clad wok for that. So tell your friend that he needs (laughs) to get it because it actually you can make more than just you can make all kinds of dishes in there. Yeah, they're like really great pots and pans. They have a 13 piece set, which is like the perfect thing to totally transform your kitchen overnight. I think if you're like moving or if you're just like trying to get all new stuff and you don't even know where to start, Hexcloud has a set that has just about every single pot or pan that you could need for every different situation. Also, not to mention each and every piece is backed by a lifetime warranty. For a limited time, guys, you can get 10% off when you use our code She's All Batch at hexclad.com. That is 10% off at hexclad.com with code She's All Batch. Bon appetit, let's eat with Hexclad's revolutionary cookware. All right, guys, we have Sierra Jackson here. You know her from Clayton season of The Bachelor and also Bachelor in Paradise. Sierra, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Yes, um, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and be chatting with y'all. Goodness, it's it's good because I've needed girl time. And so I'm going to constitute this as girl time. Perfect. I love that. (laughs) And end of the day on Friday, so we're having like our unwind girl time. I love it. Yes, yes, it's perfect, and I need it. So. <laughs> Amazing. So, how did you get on the show? You were on Clayton season, as I said. How how was that like for you getting on the actual show? Okay, so getting on the actual show was pretty simple. I did have a few obstacles getting on the show, but like. I was in bed one night. I had been on Tinder. I had a whole roster. I had like seven dudes I was dating. No lie. Good um, for you. I had it was my basketball team. You know what I'm saying? I have a binge warmer. <laughs> yeah. My starting five. Anyways, I was living my best life, and then I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm ready for a relationship. I'm ready for something serious. I don't want these like flings. I don't want these things that don't mean anything. And so it was late. I saw an ad on Instagram, and so I just applied. And I used this awful Snapchat photo back when I had Snapchat. I don't even have it anymore. Awful Snapchat photo that was blurry and filled, like, add, like, those filter swipes that you use on them, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just had the most obnoxious application, too. It was like, why do you want a bachelorette? And I was like, because I'm single in Dallas, and I'm mixed, and I make six figures, and I'm, like, and I can't find a man. And I was, like, something, like, so, <laughs> like, so bad. Um, and then they just called me and so I was like okay crap I guess that worked um and then I had to go through all this you know COVID and all that stuff I had to get like all of that stuff taken care of and I was having like allergic reaction to like my COVID shots and so like it was kind of crazy like I might not have been able to get the second one and it was just this whole thing um so I almost didn't go on the show and then ended up making it work and flew in there last minute so Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How much time did you have before, like, knowing you for sure were going to be on the show and you had to then leave? Because I always want, I feel like some people are like, oh, I knew a few weeks. And some people are like, oh, two days. And I'm like, how do you pack for that in two days? I could never have, like, done a last minute one. I know Serene had said something about hers being, like, two weeks in total or something super quick like that. I would have died. Um, Mine was, I applied in the end of July. And I didn't go out until September. And so like the second week of September. And so I had a pretty good, like from absolutely knowing and then leaving, I had a good month. And, but even then to me, that wasn't enough time because I had to order everything. I was ordering so much stuff from Revolve. 
I was sitting stuff back, going back and forth, trying on dresses in the gym, trying to get snatched. I mean, the, the whole thing. Now that's stressful. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder that, like how, cause they don't give you a packing list. I know people we've asked people about that. It's like, how do you pack for literally every type of weather and every type of like rose ceremony dresses, the whole nine yards. So they actually, they do give you a packing list. Oh, yeah. I think they asked someone they, and they said they didn't, but maybe they started because they're like, it's, it's like hard. everything, right? That's why it's confusing. Cause it's like literally any type of weather, right? Yeah. So they, they give you this packing list that's super general. It's like, make sure you have at least like 15 dresses and like, make sure you have like stuff for cool weather, warm weather, this and this and pool stuff. And so different types of shoes. So it's so broad that it's basically like pack Walmart and you're just yeah. like, okay. Like, so I had to just, you know, like put the matters into my own hands. And I was like, I'm going to rewear this. What can I rewear? Ooh, mm-hmm. Jean shorts, denim. I was like thinking about all these things that I could just be like reworn differently to make it look like a different outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like makeup, girl things, like all of the stuff, you know what I mean? Oh God. Like, yeah. Planning mm-hmm. for literally so. everything. That's a nightmare. Who did you want The Bachelor to be because you guys didn't know Clayton? So I had actually wanted it to be um, Michael, you know? Wait, um, really? Michael yeah, A? I, <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be Michael or I wanted it to be Greg, LOL. So, yeah. Yes, we all wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> we all wanted that. Didn't we all? That, the yeah. season, everybody, the, that would have been the most dramatic season seriously wait so you watched Michael on Katie's season and then wanted him to get that spot Mm -hmm. yeah I did yeah I was so kind did you tell production that that you were interested in him I did I did tell production that so that was something that they knew um and I was just like I wanted to be one of these people and then I found out was Clayton last minute like right before leaving I had already bought all my stuff and everything and so I said you know what He's not ugly. So let's go. We you know personality is important. And so I was like, we'll see what happens. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like how that went. So yeah, I, I kind of went in with, into it with like, it's not really like my vibe or like my type, but like, we'll see. And yeah, and I was right. <laughs> okay. So you didn't feel a connection at all with him because you were there for several weeks. Yeah. I don't know how I could gain roses. I <laughs> even kept like telling people like, I don't know how I could gain roses. I don't know why I'm still here. And one of the producers was like, no, he thinks you're really pretty. Like he thinks you're really cute. And like, he just doesn't need that time with you. He doesn't need like a one-on-one date with you yet because like he like, thinks you're really attractive. He wants to keep you around. Mm. It's like an obvious. And I'm like, mm, I guess. That's and suspicious. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was definitely like one of those situations where I, I literally had no idea how I kept, I never had a one-on-one. I like every single time there was a cocktail, I did get time with him though. So there was that, but I was kind of like bitchy. Like I never kissed him or anything. And I was like telling him that too. I was like, I'm not gonna kiss you. You kiss like half the girl the first night. Why would I kiss you? Like, and I was just like being kind of bitchy. And so like, I don't, I really didn't know. Like, it's almost like I was trying. It's like a, like a Nokia phone that you're trying to break. It just won't break. Like it was kind of like one of those situations. That's so funny. It's funny you bring that up too. Cause I remember like one of your most memorable moments from Clayton season specifically was kind of that drama with Cassidy, where you had had the conversation with her about her friends with Bennett's benefits. So maybe that's why they, they were keeping you to like fuel that narrative. I want to know more like about that conversation and how that even came up. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> so 
the story. Oh my god, I don't think anybody's ever asked this. Or maybe they didn't. I wasn't allowed. That's our to talk specialty about it. is like asking. We ask the, the questions, good questions no one asks. Yeah, because I don't think I was allowed to talk about it yet because it's a contract stall. So, um, yeah, what had happened was me, Cassie, and NC, NC Abedin, you know, the the Korean chick. We were all in the bathroom in the upstairs master bathroom. And we were all talking about like how hard it is to date in LA. Well, they were talking about it because they live in LA. I live in Dallas. So I'm like, oh my God, what's it just sucks in Dallas? What's it like in LA? You know? And they were telling me about how hard it is to date in LA and how nobody wants to commit. And these guys are out here, like Josh's are out here joshing, you know what I mean? And just doing their thing and like all of that. And so that's how the conversation started. Now we were all wait, we were Mike, but there were no cameras but we were mic'd. And so okay. um, I think that she maybe had forgotten. I don't know. She wasn't thinking about it. But that's when she started talking about this guy that she had back home who like she FaceTimed in the hotel before she like got onto the show and was talking about how like, he's like, I can't wait till you get back. And like for us to watch the show together and all this stuff. And they had been on and off and she was emotionally connected to him and liked him but he didn't want to date her so they were in a they were not in a relationship not because of her but because he didn't want to date her not because mm -hmm. she didn't want to date him and so basically to me I was like that's fucked up why the fuck are you here if you got a man he just don't want you bitch so I was like kind of like mad you know where I was just like annoyed because I'm like why are you even here when you have a side piece back at home who's already getting all the cookies in the cookie jar and that's why he doesn't want to commit to you because why should he and then not only that but like you're over here playing this dude acting like you're super into this dude when you really have a side piece back at home it was just like I just my cheating is my biggest thing I hate cheating I hate cheaters I hate like I hate cheating I hate like like liars too it just like pisses me off so it was just one of those things where she acts like this little angel in front of him but I'm like, bitch, you're not a fucking angel. And I'm like, if you're not an angel, that's fine. Just own up to it. Like, you know, if you're going to be like saucy, be saucy and own up to it. And so anyways, that pissed me off. So I remember me and Nancy looking at each other. I'm like, Oof. we immediately go downstairs. We played it off. We're like, ah, go downstairs and immediately check the clocks, what time it is. Because we don't have like our phones or anything, right? So we run downstairs. We go to the microwave. We're like, what time is it? What time is it? And so we're like, okay, 3.15, 3.15. So then we go to like a producer and tell our producer everything. And we're like, hey um at 3 15 check our mics we're not lying this is what happened like this is what Cassie said like this is what happened like like she like, and we're not supposed to be facetiming people when also when we're in the hotel like before filming we're not supposed to do any of that stuff so um that was another thing was like what the fuck bitch like you're facetime like you're not even supposed to be facetiming anybody at all but like let alone him and you're in the hotel while we're like getting ready to go off to the show like I don't know it was just shady and I was just like don't play this man like this like that is you are trouble and so it's just kind of more of like me trying to do god's work that i shouldn't have but yeah i always wondered if cassidy because i i also was thinking the same thing like how do you forget that you're mic'd up or how do you forget that like you're on a show and that's like probably not information that you should share with someone but i always thought maybe cassidy was bringing that information up because she knew it would at least get her screen time and like attention would be then on her. Did you ever think of it in that way? Or do you really think she just forgot? I think she was just that dumb. Cause she also snuck in a vape pen. Yeah. So like, okay. yeah. <laughs> nice. So she, was did she get caught? 
well i snatched i snitched on her so like yeah <laughs> like i told them that too that was like part of it too where i was like like such a like, tattletale i know but i love it oh, i love that you're yeah. the one like calling people out <laughs> Uh, the thing is like like if you're a tattletale and then you admit you're a tattletale it's it's, it's okay chill. now if you're a tattletale and you're like i didn't say anything i don't know how anybody found out then you're fucked up you know what i'm saying mm, yeah. so at least i own what i am it's just like whatever you are own it right if right you're a bitch be a bitch and own that you're a bitch if you're gonna be a simp be a simp and own that you're simp like whatever you are have pride with it and walk this earth with your head held high and so like me I am a snitch. Also, if you snitch on me, please do. I want you to snitch on me. If I'm doing something I shouldn't be, please call me out on my shit so that I can be like, you're right. Let me be a better mm. human. So yeah, I, I, I definitely did. I was like, how the fuck did you sneak, sneak a vape pen in this bitch? Like, where did you get a vape pen? And like, where are your refills? Like, where, where the heck? She's just like vaping all the time. And I'm like, eh. it's just crazy. Well, do they like check your suitcases before you go on to the show? Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And so like, they kind of like, 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 like I had a yoga book. They took my yoga book. I'm like, come on guys. Wait, like, do they like go like... through the the suitcases without you there? Because I know on Michelle's season, that guy, Ryan, my favorite guy, Ryan, um, he had the like dictionary. The yeah, yeah. On like how to win. And he got caught, but like they had like his suitcase open in the room and he wasn't there. Like, do they go through your stuff when you're not there? Yeah, they sift through it to make sure you don't have anything like dangerous or like things like that. Like you shouldn't have like drugs, dangerous things, like all that stuff, you know, like safety protocol anyway. Um, but like also like certain like just like certain things that you just like, I guess like, they don't want you having. Like I guess like my yoga book that keeps me sane, I guess. Like they're like, no, we want this bitch to lose it. Let's take this. Yeah. Thing. Well, yeah, I'm honestly, like, they're like, what is what they, want. Be, they don't want you to be zen. They want you to be like off the wall. Exactly. And so like, I think that that was probably like one thing where I noticed I was like, where's my yoga book? Um, and so I know a few girls had their journals and I was like, oh, y'all have some grit because I would not be having a journal right now. How soon after you left Clayton's season are producers calling you for Paradise? Um, I got notified for Paradise before the woman tell all. <laughs> oh, so you before. knew. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That means they really so, wanted you because people are always like auditioning on the women tell all. Yeah. So I was even like, so it was funny because like when I went to the women tell all, I got so much backlash because how they edited it. Ugh. But they I don't like, even oh, remember was, what happened. It was you may not like, want to relive it. Like, yeah it was like literally like the, the rudest thing because I was like going off on Clayton and being like a sassy bitch and so people were just like oh she's auditioning for like the like for paradise and all this stuff like that and like just like the mad black woman narrative and just like she doesn't know when to close her mouth and things mm -hmm. like that doesn't know when to stop talking so just like a lot of like racial things and just like mm -hmm. little comments like that were made um and so like that was really annoying and just kind of like a pain in my butt honestly but um yeah like that was just something that really bothered me and after that though it was whatever I just didn't want to go to paradise after women tell all so before women tell all I was down for paradise they asked me to do it I said yeah I'll probably do it like okay cool and then women tell all happened and I was like nah fuck this shit fuck paradise I'm not doing shit mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's kind of like how that happened but well how did you change your mind yeah to eventually go gosh um I changed my mind like two weeks before last minute um and i didn't i just think that i don't know my work was pissing me off um i worked at a previous company tech company and they sucked 
and like the girls that I worked with were just petty. And so I was like, man, I'm not doing this. And they originally, originally approved my time off to go do paradise. Mm. Um, if I were to, cause I like request it back in January, you know? And so they originally approved it, but then they like wanted to go back and like not approve it anymore and say things like if I go, then I'm resigning and I'm choosing to quit. If I decide to do paradise now and just like being really petty, these girls I worked with, like the, like the HR team. So I said, fuck it. I quit. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's what happened. And so I left and then I just like, I was also talking to them too. And they were like, yeah, well, like, you know, um, they like compensated me like like well like barely like beforehand of like leaving and things like that and so it was good it was worth it (laughs) are you comfortable sharing the amount that they paid you for paradise we ask everyone this and some people are down to share some people aren't so no pressure either way so I will share like that just before that before I left for paradise like before I left to like you know flyers like get on the plane or anything I was I was paid five thousand just before like leaving so like because I wanted to like have a mount before even leaving oh so. wait wait they paid you five grand before you even got there and that was guaranteed yes and then did you get more more after yeah so you get paid a certain amount every day that you're there got oh it. see oh, oh oh wow that's smart though for you to negotiate like I feel like we always hear one or the other people either get like a lump sum guaranteed or they get like per day but you kind of like outsmarted them and did both which I think is genius because then you know at least your expenses are covered but then you get money for every day you're there yeah so the way that I did it was more so just making sure like if I were to have go home night one right if I were to go home the first ceremony am I going home with a paycheck that's worth it and that's Mm kind of like why I did it that way was focused on that and then like if I stay longer like is it going to be worth it too like just like am I going to be able to pay my bills when I get back home and things yeah. like that if I don't have a job? And mm-hmm. so like, that's more so like how it was like vouching and like, like trying to like work it. Ultimately though, they won because I fucking like left like, what, like, like not like eight days in. So like, yeah, so it was still a pretty good run. I think that's, you were yeah, at I think least, and you were good. really memorable on the season too. Like you had a lot of storylines. I think it's interesting oh. that they asked you before women tell all and they paid you like, a better salary than most people get. So they clearly really wanted you. And then you ended up dating like their golden boy. Like, I almost wonder if like the puppet masters like had anything. To well, do cause I'm it. sure they, well, did you know Michael was going to paradise when you agreed to go? So. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. I'm excited. So I heard from Michael because we were texting since like January through <gasps> Instagram. Going back and forth, voice notes, all kinds of shebang. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like a point where he was going to FaceTime me while he was in Tennessee with a guy's trip. I mean, like, so we were kind of like chatting it up. And that's another reason why I was like, eh, I don't even wanna know if I want to do paradise because like, I'm kind of interested in this person too, you know? So um, there was that little did I know that he was playing me, but <laughs> um I also like he was like yeah they want me to be the next bachelor I don't know like I'll see like da, 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 da. like I'm not gonna do paradise are you gonna do paradise and I was like no like, I'm not gonna do paradise I don't think I will and he's like I think you should go to paradise and I'm like oh, I don't know I'm probably not gonna do it and he's like it's a great thing blah 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 he kept kind of pushing it and I was like dude why do you want me to paradise like what the fuck 
And I was like, but maybe I will. Shit, like if you're going to do the bachelor. And he's like, well, no, I don't think I'm going to go do the bachelor. So it was just a kind of whole conversation there. Um, but then I found out through Justenia that he also messaged Justenia asking Justenia if she was going to go to paradise. And she oh. also was like, yeah, I'm going to go to paradise. Like, yes. Also, he asked Hunter, talked to Hunter Ooh. about it. So he knew Hunter was going to be there too. So he knew Justenia was going to be there. He knew I was going to be there. He knew Hunter was going to be there. So little Mr. Michael was had this whole lineup of who he knew was going to go to paradise while keeping it away that he was not going to go. I'm dead. I know. Because we also know he was talking to Danielle too. So he was messaging all yeah, of these people to secure exactly. he had connections with everyone. So he was trying yeah. to make sure that he had a connection. I feel like, I don't know. But I feel like he and Danielle were already dating beforehand and already had something. He wanted to make sure that he had enough connections to make sure that he could last and tell mm-hmm. Danielle and make connections that seemed genuine because he was talking to them before the show before so he could last till Danielle showed up. Oh my God. Oh my God. Paul, I have so You're many so questions. right too. I'm like, ah! that is spot on what he was doing. Fuck Wait, yeah. Yep, okay. So, yep. <laughs> like my yep, head so spinning. I- <laughs> Wait a second. He really was a contender for Bachelor, though. They really did want him. I think he was the choice. And then they switched last minute. Was he ever trying to persuade you to perhaps come on his season if he was the Bachelor? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he asked if I would ever do it again. He was like, would you ever do the Bachelor again? And I was like, no, why would I ever do that again? Because he wanted like, to see was, if you would like, come on the season. Yeah, I was like, that's the dumbest thing. Like, why would I ever do that again? Like, that was, unless they paid me, they'd have to pay me to do that show again. And I said that. And so he was just like, he just had asked. And so possibly he did want me to go on that season. I don't know. But I was like, I, there's no way in hell I'd ever do The Bachelor again. I would do Paradise 10 times before I ever did The Bachelor again, you know? And so, like, that's what I told him. And I was just pretty, like, pretty much like, have fun. Like, with that, live your best life. Like, and make mm-hmm. sure you get paid really well. Like, right. and you're going to go do it again. Um, but for me, like, I was just like, it was very much like premeditated on his end. And I figured that out and I put all the pieces together at the end and he will deny it until he's blue in the face, but let him, like, so I, I like, like women are pretty good at putting two and two together. So, and you have receipts, I'm assuming obviously of him. Oh yeah. 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 So Ugh. yeah. well why wouldn't they just I mean because obviously I know producers want drama but like Michael specifically they they wanted him to be the golden boy they always love that like protected couple why wouldn't they just have Danielle go down for like night one and then they just then he doesn't have to play all these people I is there a reason for that they want the the spin up. So you know how the show goes to like some go to the casa and then some stay on the beach and then those new people come down and it's like, are those couples still couples? They come back and there's drama. Yeah. So I get it as a producer. You want that you want the production of it, right? You want mm-hmm. the drama. So like, why would you have this couple go from the beginning to the end? That's such a predictable thing. It's so that's almost like so predictable, so boring. So how do you make his story that would be a would have otherwise been very boring to watch, interesting to watch, right? Mm-hmm. You make him be with somebody else. The Casa, ha- Casa thing happens. They go off. They're like, oh my God, no, I'm going to wait because like me and Michael are so solid. Oh my God. And then you go back to the beach and they drop you back and you're heartbroken and distraught because it's with either like he or she or whoever is with another person. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like what they were like trying to do. And because they were begging me to stay, they were like, stay, 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 like you need to stay. And I was like, no, I'm going home, fuck this. But they were like, just stay, like stick it out, Sierra. And like, they were like, there's new guys coming, you never know. So 
I mean, I could have stayed because we were already broken up or whatever. And what I think happened was I think that like truly, I think it was like premeditated. I think Michael genuinely did like grow concerned feelings and emotions for me. And then was like, fuck this girl that I thought was going to be a certain way ended up being like somebody that I would actually like, like, Mm -hmm. and now I feel like I'm cheating on Danielle because this wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was eating him up. I think there was guilt there and like a lot of guilt associated. And I think that the whole Casa thing, I think he knew what was going to happen. I think he knew that like, like Danielle was about to come. There was about to be a switch. I think he had a lot of insight. I don't think he was dumb. I think part of his contract was probably knowing what to expect yeah. um, in order for him to do it. And so I think him knowing that that was coming was fucking with him, honestly, because he started acting weird a little bit. And whenever he like had like cut it off between us um it was just like almost like he knew she was gonna come and he didn't want to be that bad guy he didn't want to be like I'm gonna screw over and fuck over this really good girl with this whole switch and like with this thing that's about to happen and I don't want to be that person like so like I'm gonna like if like I'm gonna dump her I'm gonna dump her now not whenever the producers want me to like I'm gonna do it this way so she has the chance to like give her rose to somebody else or do whatever so that she can like um go into the next phase and not wait for me Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what it was is like I'm a loyal person I'm pretty like you know and I think that he like knew that so he was like if she goes to this house and does this next phase she's just gonna stick it out and wait for me to come back and then come back to the beach and I'm going to be with Danielle. I already know because I'm already with her technically, you know? And so I think that it was like that kind of situation. And so I was like, okay, so how can I be the good guy in this really shitty situation? Break mm-hmm. up with her now and like, let her go to the Casa next stage completely free to like build a new connection. And then I can not feel guilty as I start dating Danielle and like doing this with Danielle. Right. So like, that's what I think was like going on is him trying to like be a good guy when it was like already too late, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And the Casa thing was always such bullshit to me because they, I agree with you that I think that's what they had planned to happen. That like you were going to go to the Casa thing and then they bring back down Danielle. And then of course, Michael and Danielle end up together. And then you're the one who gets like heartbroken by that. But because you guys broke up earlier and then they brought back Danielle beforehand to save him. But then I'm like, why does Danielle and Michael not have to do the Casa thing? Did anyone like question that or like push production on that? Cause I thought that was like such bullshit. Yeah. If she's going to come down before you do the Casa thing. Then she has to do the Casa thing. She has to go. But exactly. I, I think you're right that the plan was to have her come after. Like you messed up the plan. You messed up you the options plan. Yeah, I did. I, t- I totally fucked it up by leaving. I, I thousand percent, a thousand mm-hmm. percent fucked it up by leaving. I know. I wholeheartedly know that. Yeah. So they had to pivot. I'm just keeping them on their toes. That's all. Yeah. Do people push production though to be like, why is why are Michael and Danielle not having to do this? Oh yeah, people were pissed off about it. There were other people yeah. in the cast that were like pissed off about it. But ultimately, you already know the question to you already know the answer to a question, right? So mm-hmm. like, yeah, we all know the answer. So we can ask you like ask it, and they're gonna tell us what they're gonna tell us. But we know the part, like we know the answer already. And it was because like they were already probably fucking dating. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it was already like a thing that's probably like worked into like the deal or the plan, you know? Yeah. Where do you, so. where do you stand with Michael and Danielle today? I don't talk to them. I do not talk to either of them. Um, I, the last time I talked to Michael was the, uh, a couple of days after the reunion. What did he say? 
it was basically like, oh my God, why are you threatening me on Twitter? And I was like, oh my God, I'm not threatening you. It's also 6 a.m. Why are you texting me this at 6 a.m.? And so I was like, I was just being a bitch. And like, I was with um, Katie and Eliza, or Kate and Eliza. Sorry, I was with Kate um, and Eliza. We're staying at Kate's place. And we're still in LA. And it was after the reunion. And he texted me. Yeah, it was like 6 a.m. And I was like, what the fuck are you texting? It's like, like, this is how you want to start your day. Like, mm. okay. And so I remember Kate being like, oh my God, be a bitch back. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so like, um, she was like, say this, like, why are you texting me this at this time? It's so early yeah. or something. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna text that back. Um, but I was being so petty. And then um, he was like, you're threatening me. And I'm like, I'm not threatening you. I have receipts. Cause on Twitter, I was like, I have receipts, whatever, you know? Oh yes. And I saw that tweet. Yeah. And I was like, it's not a threat, Michael, if I have receipts. And he was like, release them and release the receipts. And I was like, do you really want me to? And he was like, I don't understand when you're doing this. And like, you don't understand how hard this has been for me and James. I'm like, you're the one that signed up for a TV show, not me. You're the one that decided to play somebody, not me. Like, you're, it, these are your actions. There are consequences to your actions. Like these He's are weaponizing actions. James too, by like yeah. bringing James into that conversation. Exactly. Like, is like, James on Twitter? Me? exactly woe is me like bitch please like no not woe is you like you need to just like like button up your fucking man panties okay and like like stop fucking tripping and he's being a little bitch and I told him that too and I told producers that because he like went and tattled on me to a producer and so a producer called me and was like hey Sierra what's going on with Michael and I was like what are you talking about and he was like I guess he's like no saying that you're threatening him and I'm like oh my god and I was like Eddie go to my Twitter right now and he was like okay and so he goes into looks at my twitter and he like is like looking through it and i'm like is there anything bad do you see anything bad and he was like no and i was like exactly he's being a little bitch like tell him to stop being a little bitch and i was like he's whining to you and tattletelling on me to you guys as if you're going to protect him but newsflash it's the real world it's not the reality tv world where there's cameras in production yeah i think it's the real world and in the real world, you have consequences to your actions and you have to own up to things and no one's going to protect you. And I was like, so if he can't handle the heat, then he needs to get out of the kitchen. If he can't handle the heat, don't do another TV show. And I was like, I don't know what to tell him because he's a grown ass man acting like a little baby. And so I like told the producers that and I was like, I'm not threatening him. I'm posting facts. These are facts. Um, so I'm not threatening him. And he wants the world to cater to him because he is a single father with a son. And I was like, does he realize how many single parents there are out there in this world? I was like, there are a lot. Just because he is a white man does not mean that anybody is going to cater or save him from his actions. And I was like, so if he wants to be a little bitch, he can be a little bitch, but tell him to like stay in a little bitch's world then and stay in a little bitch's zone. Like stop fucking around in a big dog's game if you can't handle it and you want producers to protect you even in the real world. So I just like went off. <laughs> good for you. So you're not on good terms at all. <laughs> no. Did you ever have a frank conversation with him though? Like either during the reunion or when you guys had talked that other time of like kind of call, cause like, you know what he did. He knows what he did. But like, did you ever have a conversation and be like, dude, you clearly played me. Like you clearly were talking to Dan or maybe even dating Danielle before. Like, like, what does he have to say to that? What's his defense? Um, so I remember we had like a FaceTime in like July, the end of July, he like FaceTimed me because he wanted to FaceTime me. And he was just like basically saying like, um, I didn't know da, 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 all this stuff. And I like, like he said, Michael, you knew, do not play me. Do I look dumb? And I was like, and I've mapped it out for him. I said, 
this is what happened. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And you knew. And this is after the reunion, one. this conversation. No, this was this was before the reunion. Got it. Okay. And he just, he didn't say anything. He was just like, and he, so like, he, he knows. Literally, like he said yeah. nothing. He didn't like deny it. He didn't say anything. He was just like, well, Sierra, I just want to call you and like tell you that like, I didn't want it to end that way. And, and that's how he like changed it up. And so I'm like, yeah, you're not even denying it because it's true. And I'm not stupid. And you know, I'm not stupid. Like he knows I'm not stupid. And I think that's like the funniest thing is that he tries to play dumb when he knows damn well, this girl ain't dumb. And so mm-hmm. it's just like the funniest thing. Um, but then he, he was headed to, he was t- driving to Nashville to pick up Danielle, to go see Danielle's family in like October. And it was like the day before our episode. Um gosh the episode that like we like split and he sends me a voice memo and he's like yeah I'm gonna be in the car for the next few hours um I'm taking a road trip and you know I just want to know like I want you to know like that you're just such an amazing person Sierra you're such an amazing person and we're about to go like into our episodes last episode with us and just like know how like like that you're awesome or some shit like that and if you want to call me back like call me back and like because he had called me I didn't answer and I was in Nashville with the girls for like Hunter's birthday, like Sally and all of them and Brittany and all that stuff. So anyways, I don't even have his number saved. So I ended up seeing this like voice memo. So I play it and I'm like, oh, shit. so then I run up to Brittany and Hunter and I'm like, guys, listen. And I play the voice memo and I'm like, and then Brittany was like, she, he's headed to go pick up Danielle. They're going to go like, cause she's friends with Danielle. So she's like, they're going to go to, um, see Danielle's parents. And he's actually on his way to go pick up Danielle to like go like, road trip to his, her parents that's so fucked up why would he call you and want to have a conversation with you one-on-one in the car before he goes and picks up Danielle that's like sketchy mm-hmm. and I'm like that is really sketchy like I don't know like so wild geez. I need a moment to digest all of this because you yeah. just dropped such good stuff that is so interesting to me do you think maybe he was reaching out to you because the episode was going to air and he wanted to like clear the air first or, or just yeah, make it so that you totally. didn't want to like tweet and put him on blast and stuff, especially if he was going to be with Danielle's family. Think, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he was probably trying to like smooth it over and be like, I still care about you, blah, 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 so that you yeah, would feel bad he saying was, anything. Yeah. He was definitely trying to play it like, yeah, like, oh my gosh, like you're so awesome. You're so great. Da, 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 da. Let's do this so you don't freak out like after the episode mm-hmm. and like see like the true shit, you know, like that's going on. So uh, I think that's like a, a thousand percent what it was. And I was like, nah, bitch, like game on. Like, like no, like, <laughs> I love I'm not this. Do- no. <laughs> well, I love it. thankfully you were a- away from all of that and you are in a much happier place today. You are in a happy, committed relationship. Are you still in that relationship? Yes, I am. Tell us about life today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he's inside this cafe in here. Um, Wait, bring him out to come say hi. <laughs> Oh, I just he's want to like see. way focused in. He's oh, no like worries. Focused, like editing and stuff like that. He's editing photos and stuff like that for his, um, like one of his like companies. And so, um, but like, eh, something just blew in my mouth. <laughs> but um, no, but the relationship is good. And I'm about to move into a new apartment. Um, and I met his family. He's met my family. I'm just awesome. working at like, I got a new job. So I'm working at OpenAI. So I don't know if you heard of like the chat GPT thing, but that's where I work. Oh, and cool. so, um, yeah, just like, that's my life. Like, you know, love it. well, it seems like you're winning coming out yeah. on top. So yes. 
<laughs> Love that. It led you to a happier life. Yeah. Oh yes. I am. I think that like when you like can look back in hindsight and everything, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just think that the woman that I am and like the, the way that I show up into a relationship is not something that like, honestly, he could have handled or like deserved to have. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not deserving. I'm just saying like, doesn't deserve to have that, that part of me or that woman of mm-hmm. me. Um, and like all that I can be and share and give. He doesn't deserve it. Nah. So. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah. you are better off. Where can our, our listeners keep up with you? Do you want to plug social media? Yeah. So my social media is at Sierra, S-I-E-R-R-A, Jack Zen, Z-E-N, which is Z. Um, so that's it. Yeah. And same with Twitter, same with TikTok. I don't really do TikTok, though. I'm kind of sucky at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, I'll start sharing some poetry on Twitter and doing some things like that. Cool. And um, yeah, on my Instagram, everything's there. And the link in my bio is like all my, my YouTube, my music video, like all that stuff, Spotify. And so you'll get to see all that there. But amazing. Yeah. Yay. Thank <laughs> you was, so much. This was yeah. so great. It was great chatting with you. It was great chatting with y'all. Thank you so much, Sierra. It was so nice chatting with you. Um, guys, definitely go follow Sierra and we will be in touch when this episode comes out. Sounds good. Bye, right. Stephanie. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure that you're subscribed. Tell 17 friends and also rate us five stars and also write a nice review if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Yeah, and if you guys have not done so already, check out our Bachelor Blinds Part 2 episode, which is up on our Patreon. You guys gave us such good feedback about our Bachelor Blinds Part 1, so we did a Part 2. And you guys are honestly liking the Part 2 even more than the Part 1. Even more. I know. Dare I say it's juicier, and dare I say we may need a Part 3. So you guys let us know. But like we said earlier in this episode, we go into some of the shadiness that happened on Claire's season. And given that Claire DM'd me and said Mm -hmm. that, like, we are the only ones uncovering the truth, I feel like this episode's even more so worth a listen than it ever was before. Totally. So patreon.com slash she's all batch. Yes. And um, if you want to join our Facebook group, go check that out. That can be found on the Facebook, but it's a fun little group of people who love the show, a like-minded community, if you will. Um, also follow us, follow Stephanie at She's All Batch, follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And shout out to this week's sponsors, Lumi CBD Microdose Gummies, Blissy, and Hexclad. The links to all of those brands are in the episode description along with the code. So if you are interested in any of those products, which we use and highly recommend, go check out the episode description. Also, the link to our Facebook, the link to our Patreon, the link to our merch, that's all always going to be in the episode description. So Don't ever worry. We got your back. Yeah, I was so worried until you told me right now. (laughs) Thank God I know where to find it. (laughs) Good. All right. Well, is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches. Goodbye, bitches.